The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I mean, everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. Well, the Denver Nuggets won the last game of the year here at Ball Arena. They won the first game of the year this season. Denver with a triple-double from Nikola Jokic. Take care of the L.A. Lakers, 119-107. to Down to five seconds left. Thompson for three. He missed it short. Rebound to Kogi. Climbing the ladder. And that is going to do it. Suns win. 108-104, the final score here in game one of the 2023-2024 season. What a way to start it out, beating the Warriors at the Chase Center. And a fly ball, right field, going over as Corbin Carroll, he's under it. He's got it, and the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series for the second time in their 26-year history. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show, Wednesday, October 25. High of 73 today and rainy. It is raining in uh, portions of the state right now. It's going to sweep all the way across. It's going to get us all, all right? Every one of us gonna going to get uh, rained on today. So, TJ, did you bring your umbrella with you and your galoshes? I got my work? rain jacket with me. That's good enough. That is good enough. Uh, I mentioned this off the top of the show, but if you weren't with us, updated forecast for Lawrence, Kansas, Saturday. High of 46, 88% chance of rain, which is very specific. I think it's going to rain and be cold. Um, TJ. Toby. How does that affect this football game? Well... You want to be able to run the ball and uh, take care of the ball, that's for sure. So you better hope that comes together if you're the Oklahoma Sooners. Because you're saying because you may not be able passing to throw the, the ball, ball is going to be more it's difficult. It's going to be more difficult, yes. yes. And Toby Rowland, exactly, you're exactly right. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> so I would say that's how it affects it. It's also going to affect it in a way um, – I just – how cold was it in Cincinnati? It wasn't that cold, but it was cooler. They haven't no, played in a cold game. Beautiful really, in Cincinnati. Cold... I got a sunburn Yeah, that's in right. That's right. Um, they haven't really played in a cold, wet game this year. So, obviously, you know, there's concern there with what the weather can do and the effect it can have on the game. I am going to ask you uh, a trivia question. And if you uh, – you have to – let me see here. I need you to FaceTime me right now so I can see that you're not Googling it up. I'm not going to FaceTime you. 
Here, if you um, get this trivia question right in 60 seconds, I will give well, you. Obviously, I'm not going to get it right, so you don't need to FaceTime me. I'll throw my phone to the side here. That was me throwing my phone down the counter. Well, there's so all kinds it. of computers in that room. Well, you'll hear me typing. You can hear me type on the keyboard if I type on the keyboard. You Put can... the microphone very close to the keyboard so we can all hear you, hearing you type if you hear you type if you're cheating. <laughs> okay. I'll just clap my hands, then you know there's I'm not There's a chance typing. if you get this right that I will pay for all of your World Series tickets. All right? There's a chance. Probably not, but maybe. What are you doing I'm right clapping now? so you know I'm not typing terrible. on... Uh... Uh, okay, stop. <laughs> Can you name – you might know this. That's why I'm a little hesitant. You might have read this over the last 24 hours. Can you name the six Major League Baseball teams that have never won a World Series? Um, Bronx and I just went over this the other day. So it's the Mariners, oh, Rangers. I'm glad I didn't offer him tickets. Um, That's two. Padres. Three. Let me uh, run through my head on these. Uh... Don't Google it up. I'm not Googling it up. Um, Astros have. Who have you said so far? Padres, Mariners, Rangers. Correct. Um, now I'm going to blank, and I just did look this up the other day. Um, Let me know have... when you would like a hint. Uh, I'm trying to run through teams in my head. The Rays. Yes, two more. Um, Never won a have... World Series. Phillies. Um, why can I not think of the teams in the uh, divisions right now? Uh, I'm Because you're under pressure. Yeah, I'm under pressure. pressure. I'm stuck because I, bl- I rattled them right off the other day to Bronx. So uh, who are the two I'm forgetting here? Both in the National League. Um... Gosh, yeah, you've put me under pressure, and I'm completely blanking on everybody that some I'm thinking people, of. Some people can handle pressure, some can't. I can't. I can't in this situation. So who are the other two? The Rockies. Oh, that's right. Dadgummit. And the Brew Crew. Oh, see, the I Milwaukee thought of the Brewers, Brewers but have never won a World Series. I was thinking that they had in the 80s for a second there, and I didn't say them. So Colorado, they've, I would have forgot. Uh, that's easy to do. Uh, they've been to, to uh, the 82 World Series. Uh, that's right. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking when they, they won against one. the uh, Cardinals. They mm. were in the American League then. Yeah. That's when they had um, Molitor. Robin Yount. Yount. Yeah, that was a heck of a team. Harvey's Wallbangers. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't win. Yeah, completely. So. I would have. I would have blanked on Colorado forever. I wouldn't have even have thought of them. Okay. You heard Dion off the top there talking about uh, everybody seems to be uh, – there was more evidence that came out in this Michigan uh, Stallions sign-stealing scandal yesterday. Everybody now has gone back and looked up video, uh, a video of him Ohio on the sidelines of the Ohio like State game last year. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody did a freeze frame of the card. It appears that has uh, all the hand signals on it of the other team. More ticket uh, evidence has come out. Um some people, including our own Ted Lehman, say, I don't think this is that big of a deal. There are a lot of people out there that feel like it's a very big deal. Where does T.J. Perry fall on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal? It's not a big deal to me if teams have a tendency and you are able to pick up on those tendencies 
and figure those things out. It's not a big deal to me if you're on the sideline throughout a game and say, hey, I remember when they did this earlier. They're probably about to run uh, X, Y, or Z play. I think this is what they're going to run here, and you're, you're signaling that in. To me, it comes down to they sent him on the road. He sat in stands and filmed, and this dude is a professional cold breaker. He was in the military. That's what he does, and you try to figure out things in advance and then come back and give the coaches all this information, and you game plan around that. To me, that's where you're taking it too far. That's why the, the Astros thing for me, I'll never get over it. The fact that they had a system in place, they were wearing electronic devices, uh, supposedly. They had the trash can thing. It was a whole system that they had come up with to cheat the system. It wasn't something they did within the game and figured out, all right, this pitcher's tipping this pitch and we know he's about to throw a, a fastball here or a curve or whatever that was. They weren't doing it within game. They came up with an elaborate system that they were cheating to a degree that I think that took it out of gamesmanship. So that's where I'm at with it. So you do they to go should and get in trouble. They should get in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This isn't something, like I said, where it's just something they pick up in a game and said, oh, uh, they're running, a, you know, that, that run play here uh, to the left. You know, we saw this earlier. You know, it's not something that they're just picking up and being – uh, observant within a game. This is something where they purposely went out and said, we're going to figure out what they're going to do for several plays throughout the game, and we're going to game plan for this. I, I just don't like that, so they should get in trouble, I think. And Dion, some of these people are right that I've heard the last few days. They do still have to go out and execute, make the play, uh, stop it, all that. I get that, but when you... Yeah, there's a lot of people say that, that play that we see on uh, the Ohio State game that went around where it looks like they're all calling out the signal. Right. Ohio State actually they, scored they, on that play. They scored, yeah, is what, yeah. what they were saying. So, I don't know if that's true or not. But but you still have an advantage that no one else has. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. The, the, the length that which they went to to figure those things out isn't normal or within a game. Yeah, and it's against the rules. Right. I mean, the, the rules say... Uh, the the rules prohibit electronic equipment to record an opponent's signals and off-campus in-person per, in scouting of future opponents. And they were doing both, or he was doing both. He was going to opposing teams' games and recording or having people record their signals and then bringing them back and deciphering them. So... I mean, I don't know how they can't get in trouble. It's really there's two different arguments here. One is, should it be an issue? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of all for the whole in-game espionage, figure out what you can figure out with what you're given part of sports. Oh, absolutely. You know, if yeah. the guy at second base can figure out the catcher signs, sure. and figure out a way to relay it to the hitter. Without getting caught, then more power to you. But if you get caught, somebody might wear one, and you know all that kind of. I kind of football. Obviously, teams are trying to openly look across the field and figure out what signs are being sent in. Thus, the elaborate systems that we've come up with through the years to send them in. You know, Absolutely. you could very easily the way we used to do it 
is you send in the wide receiver with the play to tell the quarterback, and he gives everybody in the huddle, and there's no danger of it being stolen then. But we all want to go fast now, and we don't want to have to substitute. And if you're not going to do that, you got to figure out a way to get the call to the quarterback unless you're just going to let him call the plays on his own. So I'm all for that. I think that's kind of fun and everything. But if we're going to establish a rule, then you have to abide by the rule. Otherwise, you're getting an advantage. Mm-hmm. that other teams don't get or at least haven't been caught for also doing yet. Now, maybe they are. Maybe other teams are doing this exact thing. But if and when they get caught, they should also be punished as well. So I don't know the severity of which this punishment should be. I think it depends on how big of a rival Michigan is to you. You know what I mean? Like the Ohio State fans think they should all be locked up and thrown in jail. As uh, OU fan would if this was Texas that this is coming out about. Yeah. Absolutely. Or vice versa. If if Saturday we found out that Mike Gundy had sent uh, uh, somebody on his staff to Lawrence for the sole purpose of sitting in row 10 and filming all of our signals, we would be very upset about that. Now, I think, and Brent talked about this yesterday, I don't know how effective it is. I think they change those all the time. Like, I, maybe not every, I don't know. I, I, it sounds like rarely are they the same from one week to the next. And, May not be, yeah. And, and even the, I don't know how it is now, but I know in the past, and this is going back, I don't even I don't even say just in case. But I know in the past they would have like four different guys sending in signals, right? Like they do now. I think they have three or four now, right? They would have four different guys sending in signals, and the person you're looking at would change from drive to drive. Like one drive it might be, you know, guy A, one guy drive it might be guy C, one drive it might be this guy. I mean it there is all kinds of efforts they go to to prevent signs from being stolen. So how much good it did them, I'm not sure. But it's specifically in the rules, don't do that, and they did that, so there's got to be a punishment for it. It would be the same as Brent being out at practice, looking up and saying, oh, there's a drone, Kansas must be filming our practice. Well, it's against the rules, but it's okay, I'll let them film my practice. I'm going to bring up a topic that's not going to be very popular right now. We, I, complain about football coaches being too paranoid all the time. We all do, yes. This is why. <laughs> it's not because the guy that runs the student know, paper. It's this. They know the extent they're willing to go to to get an edge, and they know their opponents are also willing to go to those extents to get an edge. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they know how valuable it could be to get a little edge in, in football games that are decided by field goals or go down to two-point conversions or whatever the case may be, this is why I'm not defending anyone here, but this is why if you're out at practice, be it Lincoln Riley, Bob Stoops, or Brent Venables or anybody, and you look up and there's some dude with a camera or there's some guy you don't recognize watching your practice, you're like, hang on a second. That's just a student, coach. I... I 
I don't know. How, how do I know that that's a student for our school? How do I know that's what that student's up to? How do I know his dad isn't a coach at some other school or his cousin doesn't play for like I? You are paranoid about a student everything. or not. Someone's offering enough cash. They don't care what yeah. school they go to if they're collecting exactly. some cash for some footage. And yeah. we all go, look at them trying to stamp out student journalism in America. Shame on you. And you're like, dude, teams go to great lengths to try to get it edge. They leave fake playbooks sometimes to laying around. I know none of us around here like Lincoln <laughs> Riley anymore. But I can promise you, and unfortunately, I am allowed to go to the Friday walkthroughs. That's where I get the interview with Brent. And the Friday walkthroughs are a lockdown. It, 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 they are patrolling the stadium. This is Brent Venables era, the guy we like. They are, they have people down looking up into the crowd. If you cannot be in the press box, like Drake Dyken got in trouble one time. He's setting up equipment. He's friendly fire, Teach. Well, just you, you cannot have anyone watching what you're doing because they're going through the actual plays that they're going to run on Saturday. Mm. And was it Cincinnati that moved their walkthrough times around and then Drake couldn't get into the stadium when he was yeah. supposed to? And um, he's like, this is silly. I'm just setting up equipment. And hey, it's but, the same yeah. for basketball. Like, we're not allowed if, – if, if we get there on a, a – even like a Friday or a game day or whatever – and me and Kevin want to just go plug in our equipment real fast and so is on the floor. Like, nope, you can't get in there. You can't see. They're going through stuff. And I'm going to be like, let me guess. They've probably got a man and a zone, and they're probably trying to put the ball in the bucket. Yeah, that's true, but we can't have you knowing that they might pick this guy and he'll go over. So, I mean, they're just – it is highly, highly secret and paranoia reigns supreme. But – Kind of maybe for good reason when you see stories like this, you know? I don't know. It is all fascinating. Break time. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from Brent Vittables yesterday, Lance Leipold, Drake Stoops, and Desan McCullough talked after practice. Also, Brian Haney joins us live one hour from now. Kansas play-by-play voice will be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. Clinical trial opportunities for Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed. Medication provided. Maybe compensated for your time. Several area locations, including coming soon to Ardmore. Find out more about their uh, trial opportunities, HightowerClinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, why don't people, there's several that have said this, uh, so I'll just uh, read this one, but several uh, asking this. Why don't people who run college football just put a headset in the QB's helmet so they can communicate with the sideline? That would mostly solve this issue. I would not rule that out as a possibility in the future. It does not entirely solve the issue because just like in the NFL, the quarterback then must relay the sign to the rest of the team in some manner. Now you can huddle up and defensively, you need to do it for the middle linebacker as well. Like they do in the NFL because the defense is sending in signals as well. 
I think that's a possibility in the future. I would say there is some level of cost to that. But in Power 5 football with the billions of dollars that are being thrown around, I think that's something that could be accomplished. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair question. And maybe this will speed that process up because it has worked in the NFL, I think. I think it's worked in the NFL. I, I, I'm all for embracing technology if it can make the game better. So, you know, great. Let's do it. Uh, the sign-stealing threat is the reason for the big banners being deployed from the sidelines when the play is coming in. It's nothing new, just a precaution for someone behind you who is filming. Um, yeah, but he was going opposite sidelines and filming from both sides. Yeah, that's a press box. Uh, a lot of times you'll see it on the press box mm-hmm. side because right, they don't right, want right. people, coaches in the booth behind you studying that and trying to uh, steal. Now, sometimes they'll do it on both sides because you never know. But, uh, no, this is not new. No, it's, this has been going on since, I would imagine, Bud Wilkinson and Benny Owen to some extent. Although, again, back in the day, you used to huddle up and you'd run a guy onto the field and it wasn't, you know, uh, the, the hurry-up offense has made it more prevalent. But, no, it's not new at all. Not new at all. Uh, we, it, that's why you got the poster boards with Lee Corso's face on it and a bicycle wheel and – a thing that says TJ's a big bean family and all these different things on there and that you're trying to figure out why why are they pointing to Scott Van Pelt right now? What does that mean? You Have know? you ever been on one of those pictures? No. I thought I saw you once. Uh, putting communication in linebackers and quarterbacks' helmets significantly reduces the impact of the crowd in the game. Uh, hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, you're non-verbally getting the signs from the sidelines. You still got to snap the ball. You still got to, you know, yell out the snap count and communicate to your team. Like the quarterback's got to communicate to his offensive line and wide receivers and running backs. And I don't think that takes out any crowd noise. The nobody's yelling from the sidelines. Runs X Y seven Wolfgang puck four over three wide. They're sending in a hand signal, so that I don't, I don't. Am I missing something there? No, and crowd noise does affect that a lot of times. How many times we see quarterbacks in the NFL trying to cup their hands over and hear, and they have trouble yeah. hearing the play getting called in, and end up having to call a timeout because they couldn't get it, or you know, or, or they just run something on their own because they couldn't hear what was being signaled in. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't know there, that I it, agree with that. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, there will be another level of paranoia if we go to that. Because, you know, there will be people who say, well, they're listening in to our calls. That's that's this text here. If you radio in a signal, I promise you, Paul Paul with his ham radio will start making money stealing calls. I'm all for radio in the plays because I'm all for Paul Paul. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, that, they would be picking up. There, there are headsets up. now where they all talk to each other. Yes. And those have to be on secure lines and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you're just adding another level of. of shenanigans that could take place and i suppose they could in the nfl too everyone not upset is doing it this texter says maybe <laughs> probably true this this one says wristbands i think would they solve mean all of this. cheating is what they're talking about there. yeah 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 wristbands would solve all of this 
How's that? Um, you're still signaling something into them. I guess they mean the quarterback just looks down at the wristband to get the play. I got you. So you signal in the number three. Right. I got you. Yeah. Uh, David from Norman says, kind of what I said yesterday, proof is in the pudding. Prior to Stallion spying beginning in 2021, Michigan was an average team. Post-spying in 21, Michigan has been a championship con- contender. Coincidence? Not likely. They were not an average team, but they couldn't beat Ohio State. Michigan has been good under the Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh regime. Uh, but they couldn't beat Ohio State to get to a college football playoff. Now they've been to back-to-back college football playoffs. Right? Um, I remember him losing four and five games a year every year up until the spying uh, started. So uh, you're probably right. I want to think that he was worse than he probably was. but Well, I got yeah. it right here. Let's see. Uh, Harbaugh, tw- since 2015, uh 10 wins, 8 wins, 10 wins, 9 wins, 12 wins, 13 wins. So he was 10 10 wins a year until the last two years, and then he went playoffs. Uh, Michigan should be forced to hire LR as a coach for punishment. (laughs) I don't think you want that. I, I think, like, my opinion on Lincoln Riley is he would be a fantastic offensive coordinator, and if Michigan got him as an offensive coordinator, that would be disaster for a lot of teams you just don't want him as your head coach i think does toby realize at the end of his coaches show rudy's talks about being the best texas barbecue around yeah i don't condone that (laughs) sooner steven says hey don't make fun of tj for his cases of pop tarts it's actually cheaper and they're labeled thank Mm. you thank you sooner steven I'm sure most of Sooner Nation hoping Riley's issues is not serious. All frustration set aside. He's a husband, father, and son. We want him to be both physically and mentally well. True. Absolutely. Um, those that don't probably are all over Twitter. So, um, if they, uh, Jeff from OKC wants to know, if they make a movie about the Michigan scandal, who plays who? Hmm. Who is Stallions? Yeah, who's Stallions and who is uh, Harbaugh, I guess, would be the only two really that we'd care about. Mm, okay, we can do this. Stallions is... Uh, I've only seen a picture from him from far away, like off on the sidelines. Well, so. he's a military guy. Yeah. But he's. it doesn't look like he's real big. He seems kind of short and stocky, right? Am I remembering He's not the right stocky. No, nah, he looks like he's a military guy. He looks like he's. he can do a bunch of push-ups. Okay. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I could see Tom Hanks. But he's Hanks too is old Harbaugh? Now. Yeah, but he's too old now. Hanks is too old now, but younger Hanks. Uh, yeah, no, we're getting a text in. John Cena as Stallions, this one says. Too big. Um, what about Will Ferrell as Harbaugh? Um, I don't see Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is Stallions. <laughs> is he still with us? He's still with us. Okay. I'm pretty sure. If not, I'm going to be really sad right now. Uh, mm. We've got a vote for Adam Sandler as Harbaugh. That's a good one. Not bad. you got to be a little goofy. Yeah. 
to be Harbaugh, you got to be a little, you know, the whole countdown of the rocket blasting off and all that kind of stuff. Can't be Kevin James. He already played, um, oh, what's the Saints coach? Why am I blanking? Peyton. uh, We've already typecast him as Sean Peyton. (laughs) He's already typecast as Sean Peyton. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Wahlberg or Billy. Mark Wahlberg is Stallion. Mark Wahlberg. Billy Bob Thornton as Harbaugh. That's from uh, Brant B. Uh, He's already been typecast in Friday Night Lights, though, as a coach, Here's the perfect one. Jason Bateman as Harbaugh. That's a good one. Uh, he seems really like organized and I, you, you got to be slightly confused at all times, right? To be Harbaugh. Well, they might as well throw Kramer in there from Seinfeld. Wear khakis at all? Kramer. Sliding in in his khakis. Hey! Kramer is Harbaugh. Mark Wahlberg is Stallions. Yeah. All right. We did it. We did it. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How is Jalen Daniels progressing? Uh, you know, uh, still still progressing. Uh, I've, um, you know, again, I, I remain very encouraged. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I'll kind of I'll leave it there. I think it's still in the doubtful area. But uh, um, doubtful, questionable, and those things. But uh, again, uh, I remain uh, very optimistic. Lance Leipold asked this week about um, whether or not Jalen Daniels will be able to go. It sounds like, at least if he's being forthright, that we're going to see Jason Bean again, which had the entire Perry family high-fiving last night. That sounded like, to me, Jalen Daniels is 100% playing. You're reading through the shenanigans there. Yeah, yes, you are accusing Lance Leipold of yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. No, I'm 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 good at p- figuring out these things, and he's this lying. is Kansas we're talking about. This is an upstanding institution, TJ. Rock, chalk it up, Daniels plays. That reminds me, Brian Haney will be joining us at eight twenty. Are you going to do your imitation of him to no, him? No, no. I'll let Teddy and Tyler do that one. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to jump in studio when he comes on. I, I think when he comes on, I'm going to say, hey, uh, TJ has an imitation of you. You want to hear it? And then you go into it. I don't think mm. he'll appreciate it. No, I've I've offended too many play-by-play guys on this show already. I won't do an, I won't offend another. So Okay. All right. Just, just you and Deckerhofer. Whatever floats your boat. Um, how about some Brent Venables? Some counter. Here's what Brent had to say about the very creative Kansas offense that they have to deal with. Yeah, well, again, you got to do a great job. There's a, a lot going on from a, uh, an eye candy standpoint, and you got to fit gaps. You got to, you know, whoop people and get off the blocks, and you got to tackle well. Uh, you got to play with great discipline and. Uh, physicality, aggressiveness, all the, the things that you would uh, think every single week. They're averaging, I think, just under uh, six yards a carry. And uh, But one of the most explosive offenses, uh, explosive runs and explosive passes in all of college football. And uh, so, again, we've we've got to uh, do a, a great job of playing with discipline and gap integrity and then staying on top of everything, leveraging routes in the back end, you know, to so that they don't have this, you know, great balance. And uh, that's the... Uh, that's the challenge of all of that. You know, it's not like a, 
a really good option team that can't really throw the ball with a lick where you're playing option coverage. Uh, you know, this is a team that can, can throw it really, really well uh, as well as run it really well. You know, two weeks ago uh, they came up short at, at uh, Oklahoma State and uh, they averaged 10 yards of play on the day. And, uh, you know, which is just shows you their level of explosiveness, you know, that they're capable of. So uh, when they get hot, they're, they're tough. They've done a nice job, too, of getting the ball to, to everybody from their backs to the tight ends to the their deep in the receiver core as well. And, uh, and the quarterback, you know, is a legit, you know, a dual threat quarterback. And, uh, and they have designed quarterback runs and they have the triple option. Uh, concepts and and then again all the play actions off of that. I think they're fourth in the country and third downs and uh, so they've stayed on the field. Uh, they have a lot of manageable third downs, but uh, the, they're they're good in all the third down situations. So uh, again, they've they're they're uh, excellent uh, at at doing really everything. They're averaging 7.2 yards per play. Uh, which is uh, really good. I think that's second, you know, in our conference and uh, one of the best in, in college football. It is second to UCF, who leads the uh, conference in yards per play. TJ, next two weeks, road games each, both against teams that run the ball very well, both against teams that struggle defensively. Which game concerns you more as of Wednesday, October 25th, 7.45 a.m. Central Time? The Kansas game or the Oklahoma State game? Kansas. Why? Um, just overall body of work. Oklahoma State has come on strong in the last couple of weeks and really put their run game together. But don't scare me as much as Kansas. I think Kansas is a much better, well-rounded football team, especially offensively. I think they're much better offensively overall. So I would say Kansas. And I think it sounds silly to say I think the environment, OU has a tendency to acquire a lot of seats in Stillwater. They do in Lawrence as well for football games, but I think that'll be different tomorrow or Saturday. So I think the crowd will be a little bit different than what you're used to at a typical Kansas football game. So I would say Kansas overall worries me a little more. I agree. Better coach as well. Kansas has the better coach. Uh, Wow. (laughs) This is coming from an avid Mike Gundy supporter through the years, ladies and gentlemen. T.J. Perry saying Lance Leipold is Mike a better Gundy coach supporter. than when, Mike Gundy. When has that ever been mentioned on this mm, show? I'm pretty sure Get I remember you saying that. I agree. I don't. Th- I think it's close, but Kansas does it with creativity on offense. Oklahoma State. Ollie Gordon is going to run legit, you. yeah, legit. Like he can be an NFL running back, I think. But the two, and both of them defensively struggle to stop teams. Oklahoma State next to last in the league in defense. Kansas down there as well. Um, I think the difference is for me why I would say slightly. I worry about the Kansas game more than the Oklahoma State game, slightly, is the mobility at quarterback for Kansas. 
uh, Jason Bean is an extra weapon for them in the run game and a big weapon for them in the run game. He could throw it. I don't know if he's as good of a passer as Alan Bowman, although I don't know that I think Alan Bowman is an elite passer by any means. But I think that's more than countered. Whatever slight deficiency there might be when they drop back to throw the ball is more than countered by Bean's ability to go 80 on you when he might be the fastest guy on the field at any moment. And two, the weather. I was about to say I forgot to mention the weather. I mean, weather may be bad. A week from Saturday, we don't know that yet. It but we might do be. know we do know that it's going to be bad this Saturday. So it, right now, way out, it looks like it's going to be good in Stillwater, but that's way out. It does look like much closer. We are in for a potentially very unpleasant weather day, in and that can even some things out. That can take away some advantages that you might otherwise have, especially in the passing game. I just got an update from Dr. Clazel during that last commercial break. Forecast for Lawrence Saturday, cold, blustery, and possibly wet. Upper 30s at kickoff with north winds gusting to 20. And a wind chill in the upper 20s at kickoff. Bring your long johns. By game's end, warming, in quotes, into the 40s with that same blustery north wind. Scattered rain showers possible, especially after halftime. So it sounds like maybe not raining, as of now anyway, until the second half. But it is going to be cold and windy for sure. We'll be back. Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk. Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. John and Blanchard says, sounds like the weather they had in uh, West Virginia last year. Yeah, that was was yuck. Uh, With the weather forecast, I'm setting the line at two missed field goals. Are you ta- are you taking the over or under, Toby? Both teams or just OU? Uh, I think he's probably meaning OU there, but he could be talking both. Well, he's. Mm, maybe I he's need clarification both. before yeah. I can answer that question. I'll take the under if it's just OU. I will take it to hit on the number, push if it's both teams. Jimmy and Edmund worried more about the OSU Bedlam game. He says OSU is a team I worry about most. Last game for who knows how long, and it's up in stew water. Same for Kansas. Yeah, true. Both both programs we've had a pretty good record against through the years. Maybe he's meaning OSU will be extra fired up just because they they want to win that last one with them. So will Kansas. Are you telling me OSU's fire burns hotter than Kansas's fire does? Um, in a their game hatred, versus their Oklahoma. hatred for us does. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm does saying. Does that get in their way, or does that help them? Typically, with them and Mike Gundy's history, it gets in their way. Okay, so it's a legitimate answer. I'm not going to argue with the answer. Maybe, maybe the last bedlam and uh, what that all means, and and all that kind of stuff, and 
Maybe that gets Oklahoma State into the frame of mind where they, they win the game. I just saw this. It made me laugh. Uh, Seth Rogen is Harbaugh. I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck's got a vote here. Will Arnett as Harbaugh. Ted Danson. This person's got both cast. Uh, Dennis Quaid as Harbaugh. Jeremy Renner as the sign stealer, which uh, Drake also texted uh, Jeremy Renner for yeah. uh, Stallions. Ted Lasso as Harbaugh. Uh, this one thinks Luke Wilson would do a good job. This is an odd reference, but have you ever watched Reno? Is it Reno 911? 911. I've seen some episodes, but it wasn't something I watch regularly, but I have right. seen some episodes. There's an officer in that, which I've only seen a couple of episodes, maybe five. There's an officer in that who wears sunglasses at all times and has mm-hmm. a mustache. Yes. That's the sign stealer. <laughs> Just like that. That guy, just like that. That's the sign to deal. <laughs> um, Rob Riggle as Harbaugh. Gary Busey. I like that. Uh, Gary like Busey. That's just, that's just uh, terrible casting. You've gone there. too far. You've gone, You've too, gone far. too far. That's yeah. even too far for uh, Harbaugh. Um, and Spartan Sooner. How do you feel about the Rangers-Diamondbacks matchup? I'm nervous about it. All right? I'm nervous. You could have asked me the same thing about Philly, and I would have said, I'm nervous about it. All right? I'm nervous about it. Friday the World night. Series, you got, man. You got, you got a couple of days, all right? Take a deep breath. You got a couple of days. Friday night, game one in Arlington. Top of the hour break. Brian Haney joins us live. Kansas play-by-play guy coming up at 820. Back after this.